0: Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura.
1: Live on a Monday edition of Cleela Brown's Daily. I am merely Bo. He is the Great Z. Rested, refreshed. Ah, oh, feeling good. Yeah. Been a it's been a long time. Looking good, Still Billy Ray. Stiffing
2: your friends. Jeez. What does that even mean? Uh, Out a left field. You called in. I was hoping you might call back, but no. He left us hanging. I think Excuse I, me. If I'm to adjudicate Excuse this. Excuse me. I, I
1: would say I feel like Z won that event. Like, you ended up winning. <laughs> I think you won. We lost. We treaded water for 20 minutes. Uh, we did. Waiting for Feldman. We I did. thought it was a yeoman's
3: effort it was a to yeoman's make a effort. phone call from Cedar uh, Point I mean, yeah, yeah, just whatever. to call and say what's up to the boys, doing? to the fellas. Are you in, are you in line? And, and then I'm I on hold.
1: You. I wanted a full roller coaster report.
3: I'm on hold and I hear Peepaw. Although we know, now know Pappy, which is a pretty big upgrade over Peepaw. Pappy Van Gibby is, I hear him go, tell him to shut up and ride the rides. Call back <laughs> later. I'm like, what?
1: He's got a lot of Pedro in him. I thought this was,
3: nerd, nerd, go ride those rides. I thought it was a very nice thing to call. They were like, what are you doing right now? I said, I'm calling into the radio show just to say what's up. See what's up with the fellas. See what's up with the fellas, but. Meanwhile, and thank you for that. I didn't even have to defend myself because that was an accusation that was outrageous. <laughs> couple of things. Number one great time at cedar point obviously so great it's just wonderful to be uh, on america's roller coast and so we had a, a lovely time there myself and uh matt cardona his wife chelsea green the Montebros, and, and george bowens we're defending our brylo invitational championship by the way this sunday that was the one where i hit the walk-off eagle no big deal no biggie for all the money That's this weekend yes the defense is on sunday yep. wow looking to become the first ever back-to-back brylo champions
1: ever you almost went to kid on that was almost a kid. no, no, that was just me. no, no, no. That's Before me. that, you went looking to yeah. become that almost was the kid. Almost. 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 But we're going to we where are, are we playing? When is this? It's Sunday. Sleepy Hollow. This Sunday. Sleepy Hollow. Sunday. One of the great public tracks. Yeah. around. I love that track.
3: And listen, last year we should have won in a landslide. If if we, we remember, if yeah. we all remember the story, we and a scramble three putted a green that is shaped like this. I mean, it's like a cliff. And so and we have we're prepared for that. So we end up making a double on. We hadn't even made a bogey all day, and we get a double there, and we go to the playoff. But it set up the, probably one of the most proud golf moments of my entire life. It was magical. It was magical in front with all the world watching. So there's a lot of talk going on already about the Brylo. So that's coming up this Sunday. But so yeah, Cedar Point, fantastic. Huge thank you to my guy Jace who uh, who took care of us. What and, a human and got this Jace is. Jace is legend. Jeez. Absolute legend. And so big Browns fan. uh, And so we're going to make sure we get to the games this year. But uh, yeah, it was a great time uh, at Cedar point. And then it was followed up by a a tremendous gauntlet for the gold 15 AIW's wrestling show. There you go. uh, The Tadmore shrine. And in fact, this is actually pretty cool. So the ringer every week does an article. It's basically, it's like with so much pro wrestling to watch, this guy breaks down the top three matches from the past week in all of the wrestling world in the world. All of the wrestling world, the big companies, all the independents, and one of the matches from Gauntlet for the Gold 15 made his top three matches of the week. That's pretty good. It was uh, Eddie Kingston, who's a big AEW star now, but used to wrestle for AIW back starting in 2007 against Isaiah Broner, who is one of my favorite up-and-coming guys, and he is a stud. He looks like a more jacked, and I say this sincerely, Kimbo Slice Turns out Perry on Winfrey's favorite athlete of all time. No shock.
1: And he yeah. absolutely brings it. Do you remember the first time you saw a Kimbo Slice video? I do. And going, Pfft. I went like this. <laughs> what wow. is that? Yes. He's gone now, right? Didn't he die? I believe you Untimely. Have that. Untimely, yeah. I believe you have that. Yeah. yeah. And then he did a little UFC, and that one took and then the other not. No. no. I hope that he made. I hope, hope he hope that had a he, great run. I hope he had a great run. I yeah. bet he did yeah but that was he was a phenomenon when that that was a grassroots youtube phenomenon of have you seen this oh oh yeah yes i have no he went viral before like things went viral yeah nobody knew yeah that's right that's it's a good way to put it that's exactly the way you put it uh that's nice it's a nice little weekend for you um how about you we had a lot of lacks uh we had three in canton on friday at the we were down at the hall of fame and those It's stunning what they're doing down there, how grand it is, what they're building around McKinley High School and and around the Hall of Fame uh, and all of that. And the construction is... Ongoing and looks to be a lot going on, but it's turning out nicely. The fields were great. Uh, ran a really effective tournament. Uh, all the boys uh, we had uh, we had some success on Friday and then uh, Saturday uh, grabbed a, grabbed a win over Hoover. In the, of course you did. All you do is hang Kingsley Banners and champions. Kingsley and Bootsy, and then Bootsy got a uh, goal in the second grade game on Sunday in his final game ever.
3: No sound on the YouTube stream, giveaway is what people are saying. There's a lot of mass tweets coming in. So I feel like they may be onto something.
1: They could be onto something. It could be. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Who's to say? So yeah, so we had a lot of that. That was That's good. good. Uh, we had it was great. You know, it was, I wasn't prepared to go from eighty-eight to sixty and kind of rain on Sunday. That was I was out in the out in the out in the elements for that. and I was not dressed appropriately for it. So oh, I, I played chilled. in the
4: I
3: played in the Open Championship yesterday. yesterday yeah, it morning. was. It was. It, it did was, have a feel of that. No doubt. Yeah. Me and Sims, by the way, me and Sims A took down the kid and Pete in an epic match no big deal.
1: I just think the kid is probably just waiting for when it matters more. Well, I think at any point he can turn it on. Wow. Well, He's about to, a two handicap walking I was able around to buy like a myself 12.
3: a couple pounds of beautiful shrimp for the dinner last night. Oh, there Thank you go. You very much.
1: All in, all off the kid, huh? Oh, okay. well, there you go. I will say this, um, I believe I had that the the PGA Championship in May sucks. Could not suck anymore. I think that the ratings for it will be reflective of it. Oh, no doubt. Um, the ratings are going to be nothing. Um, the only reason I watched none of it until yesterday, and the only reason I watched yesterday is because as I was starting dinner and preparing dinner, I was uh, I was uh, you know doing some chopping and cutting and these type of things. And the way we did the house, we set it up to where I can look at the big screen across. Uh, as I'm as I'm in as I'm in the kitchen, so I'm able to watch. I, I'll watch the last couple holes, and then you saw what happened to Pereira. But I watched none of it up until that point. Uh, Rory did what he always does; kid just can't hang on a weekend. JT hung around. Um, I was reminded though with this with the Pereira kid. Uh, I guess he's 27. This, uh, the, the not really a kid anymore. The silence in golf is deafening, and the chaos that can happen amongst the silence can eat you alive. Uh, if he hits it in the fairway, he wins. Jean There's no question. Vandeveld. I thought of that, too. It wasn't that bad. wasn't that bad. Because Didn't he have a three-shot lead or two-shot yeah,
3: but, lead? But, but to Vandeveld's credit, then he pulled off a ridiculous up and down to
1: actually he didn't get into make the, the playoff. Game. Right, but he was cooked. He was cooked. But like all, I want to say he had a two or three at that British It was multiple, Open. yes. It wasn't a one-shot. He could have played wedge off the tee and won the tournament. Correct. And I thought when, at, when this kid's standing over the ball, I just thought to myself, that's got to be about as scary a place as you can be. Up one on 18, nothing standing between you and a major other than par. Make par. Did you see his follow through on that driver swing? swing? It was insane. I mean,
3: that was in that was a just hold was, on steer for dear don't, life.
1: Why don't they just? Why don't they just hit? I guess in their mind, they hit a driver the same way they hit a. Six iron or whatever, but golfers, like, of yes. course. So they're like, "Well, I, it's just a driver." But like, he knew there was danger down there. Why did he even? Because it's so a pretty long with hole. He needed to get
3: out. It's like he could take a five iron. off. he needed to make par. Still, you yeah, need to hit a driver geez. in the fair. You need a driver in the fairway, and he didn't do it. Ugh. And it was it was very difficult to watch because he hits it in the water. Now he gets a drop and just has hit an iron on the green. There, he failed to do that. And then he fails. He chips it off the grid. It was just—it's so Collapse. hard to watch because it's golf. And listen, I play at a pretty good level for a, an amateur, and I am a p- clutch guy. Just asked them yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah, that's sure, right, sure. Being sure. Simsay down the stretch, but I missed a punt yesterday. I never miss. It's it just like Ugh! and your sometimes your body just betrays you. It's like Ugh! you just yeah. have a complete. I learned a long time ago in golf to just be like, when something like that happens, I don't dwell on it. I'm like, what's up with that? Like, that was weird. That's not going to happen. Well, then. that's what
1: Justin Thomas said afterwards that Bones said to him because he shanked earlier in the round and came back around, and now he he won the thing. But it was, it's great it was to painful to watch. It was. Watch and I think in the end it will salvage the tournament because I think most people didn't, will not have watched this, but it will remember be remembered as a Justin Thomas major. And a great and the, finish in and the, and playoff. Finish. And the playoff. The playoff was fun, and they both hit great shots in the playoff. His drive 17 was awesome. Thomas um, to make birdie on the first one.
3: Zalatoris had hit it in two. Yeah. And then he goes up and he makes the birdie where he has great. to get up and down. And he hits that wedge and then makes the putt. And then you're like, okay, he's he's going to win it. Yeah. Uh, it, and that's all I watched. By the way, I turned it on as Pereira was on 18-T. So the first I swing did the exact I same saw thing. So of we were the PGA was same. that driver
1: swing. And I went, oh. <gasps> that's the first thing I did too so you and I must have been doing dinner at the same time because I was playing that was euchre at that point you were playing euchre I yeah. was playing I was making dinner but that w- that was right around six o'clock and that was that's as that happened that's when I turned it on I just rem- remembered in my head that it was on but that's a fail it, it, like it's you no business. you are you are their absolute demo like you play the sport you play the fantasy I'm the definition of far more than casual golf fan and somebody who watches the majors, watches the big tournaments, has it on. I did not even think to turn it on. I don't
3: like it again. And Sucks. here's the reason and I'll go back to it. I was actually, we were talking about this on the course yesterday as we were in the, uh, the open championship conditions, it's supposed to go masters father's day, us open the open championship. And then the PGA actually gets a little bit of juice because it's the last one. Correct. Now it feels like, it doesn't even feel like a major. It's like no. another golf tournament, whatever. When it's the last one, and for example, somebody has a chance to do a triple crown or to win multiple majors in the year, or who's red you know, it's closing out the season, making up. Yes. It's, the season should not be closed at the Open Championship. And I know that it isn't, but I'm saying the major season.
1: It and it's is a though, huge fail. It is, That's though, to most. Fail. It is, to most closed in the British Open. In the Even, second week of July, most of us say, okay, that's it. No more golf. That's football. over. I'm not watching. I don't care about the FedEx Cup. And I know that's probably why they did it, because they wanted that over before football got going. No, no, but nobody cares. Terrible. Then you need to make the PGA Championship part of the FedEx Cup. But Fine. You make it be the last one. I don't care. But you cannot have what's happened here. And it's one of those things where you just got to admit you were wrong and get it back. Get it back. Agreed. It's a fail. Yep. It's an absolute fail. And in, the other thing,
3: sense. and I didn't, again, as I said, I didn't watch it live, but I did see highlights – and that, it was tough to watch Tiger. It was, to watch it was tough to watch him walk. It was tough to watch him try to bend down.
1: You weren't here. Um, it was tough. You weren't here Friday. Gibby and no, I, I was talked about it. Point a little and bit. I was you were living your by, best life. By Pappy. We were talking about it Friday about you knew he was cooked as soon as you saw after he hit his first tee shot. He used his driver as a de facto cane walking down the fairway. And I went, well, he's not making this. That being said, my guy made two cuts in the first two majors. Like Dustin Johnson didn't make the cut. So like he made the cut, which is crazy. Crazy, considering everything he's been. Yeah, he had to
3: withdraw right before the last round. He withdrew.
1: Yeah. How are you? Uh, how are you on the uh, realization that it's it's becoming more and more likely that Steph Curry's going to win another title? Fine with that. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Just dominant. Okay. So them. now Great comeback are- for them on Friday, and then they just have so much depth. Wiseman's on. He doesn't even. He's been out since March. They don't even have him. The they Warriors have so much depth aren't playing
3: the cap. So like the Warriors are the team that I grew up with. Yeah. You know, if I'm being true to my own origin story, the Warriors are the team that I grew up with. (laughs) Run TMC. Sure. So I like the Warriors. My father obviously loves the Warriors. And so I'm fine with it. the teams that are left, my rooting preference would be Warriors 1, Celtics 2, and then I really don't care. I like Luka. I like Jimmy Butler. I think that Struce guy on Miami is an awesome story. Yeah. But I don't really care. I do like the Warriors, and I like – And I like the Celtics.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting that if you were to do like a list of the top 10 basketball players right now, um, Luke is about ready to be eliminated. Jason Tatum, you know, could go on, but he was banged up in the last game. Um, And then Steph, it's like seven of the top 10 players in the world aren't even playing right now.
3: No, and it goes back to I think when we talk about the ability to make it to eight straight finals that LeBron did is really a remarkable thing. Big Drew making his way over here. Oh, he's coming to solve the issues. Everybody's saying there's no uh, sound on the stream because they're still great, saying it. I,
2: I've got levels. I'm feeding the stream.
3: I got nothing. I don't know. Maybe you're not feeding the stream. I would
1: love a direct play by play. I'd love a microphone in there and hear right everything that's being said.
3: We'll press that microphone on and let us hear it.
1: No, no. I don't think so. Some We're shaking. looking at phones. Heads are being, not great. heads, are shaking. heads uh, are shaking. By the way, uh, Jadavian Clowney back. That's oh. nice. Yeah, that's not a little by the way.
3: By the way, it was a good pay attention to the scores for everybody. Only since February. Since February, that Clowney was going to be back with the Cleveland Browns. And uh, a great signing, obviously. It's been reported, not yet confirmed by the football team. Uh, But we, you know, he's back. We've seen what he said on, on his social media. We've seen what Miles has said. That was the missing piece. That was the missing piece for this team. And we can go through, you know, the lineup on defense now as it is today, because I think that's as complete as it's gonna be. And I know there are a lot of people that are saying, Oh, and you know, we've heard in and Sue's name. I think if Dominican Sue said, Yeah, I really want to come here and play here on a minimum deal, I'm sure they would say yes. But the Browns like their defensive tackle room once again more than the outside world. The Browns are significantly less concerned with a team who wants to build its offense around running the football up the middle against them than they are against anything else. Should sure. I go back to it. The worst quarterbacks in the NFL, the worst, average, what, six and a half yards per attempt? The best running backs in the world, average five yards a carry. Yep. Hello. McFly. Hello. So if you want to incentivize teams to run the football, you're doing a good job. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Browns were as great a running football team as they are the Browns wanted to become a better throwing football team because that is what the game is in the national football league. It is about your ability to throw the football effectively, especially when the other team knows you're going to do it. And then from the Browns' defensive standpoint, not only is Clowney excellent at at harassing the quarterback, he had nine sacks last year. We know that the Browns had a pass rush win rate of 35% when he was on the field a year ago, uh, which was tops in the NFL he is also great against the run. And Joe Thompson was talking about that on NFL Network. The Hoff, just what, how much he improves not only your pass rush, but also your run defense. And the Browns are going to have that flexibility again. They could go with four defensive ends in some pass rushing situations. So you put Miles and Clowney inside. Now you have Alex Wright. Now you got Chase Winovich. You could see Perion getting the mix there. So a lot of flexibility. But this
1: was the piece. You needed it. You had to have it. You've got it. This is the thing that if you go back to really January and you and I were putting together off season wish lists on the show, fix the passing game, re-sign Clowney. I mean, that was it. Fix the passing game and re-sign Clowney. It was, it was job two, right? I mean, it had to be done. And so it is done. We've known, felt pretty confident for a while that it would be. Yes. And, and not while not official multiple reports and, and him in fact saying that as well. And, uh honestly this defense is quite formidable it's quite formidable as good as this so many guys who can run no real weaknesses. this is um you know defensive tackle it's a bunch of young guys who can play who are hungry all fighting for spots and and it all it all adds up i mean that the back seven is so elite and now you have two defensive ends who are just elite that's a lot for everybody to deal with so you look at your – you've got Garrett Clowney. Winovich is going to be in that Tack McKinley
3: role. And this is a guy who had five-and-a-half sacks in each of his first two seasons in the league. Plus, he drafted Alex Wright in the third round that they love. And now he's going to be able to be brought along slowly but has an opportunity to maybe make some plays. And then there's going to be great competition to make the roster. You know, for Isaiah Thomas, a draft pick of the Cleveland Browns, a guy that a lot of people like. That's going to be a fight to make this roster. And then on the inside, you've got Brian. You've got Elliott. You've got Tommy Togiai, Perion And you have got Sheldon Day, the veteran there. Your linebackers, Walker, J.O.K., Jacob Phillips, Taki Taki. Love that top quartet right there. And then you go to the back end of your defense and you're loaded. Newsom. You've got Greedy Williams. You've got, of course, Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson, A.J. Green. Now and then at the safety room, you're bringing back your top three safeties from a year ago in Grant Delpit, John Johnson, Ronnie Harrison, plus Rich LeCount is back. This is a stacked defensive unit for the Cleveland Browns. And I'll tell you this. I talked to a couple of the coaches on the defense side of the ball. They are pumped about Martin Emerson. Pumped. They there think he is going – They said he has taken to what they've taught him, techniques, beautifully. Beautifully. They're very excited.
1: You have, you have inroads with some of the people in those rooms.
3: I, we not, to we, the point to where – We. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, quest, I, maybe the quest has just – Diverted. Veered. That's right.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. We'll see who ends up winning. Uh, this is That's some true. breaking news. Um, at BGSU Peepaw now following us on Twitter. Uh, here are a few of the tweets, the initial tweets from uh, at BGSU Peepaw. Gosh, uh, I love this I'm guy. Twittering, uh, <laughs> I'm Twittering. Pitts puke sucks. I'm Twittering. Go Browns. Uh, this is how it is described as a uh, – by the way, I love how excited you were. You go, oh, I love this guy. You didn't even see, hadn't even seen it yet. The Brilliants. Uh, so this is the uh, this is the um, the Twitter bio. Master studio designer, true. Registered lurker. I've got no doubt. I've had a good run. Yes. At my age, most days start with a bad poll. Listen up. Peepaw will give you the real truth. <laughs> he, I don't even know if he's getting to hear. It. People all are all of that. People That's are very
3: amazing. Upset. People are upset about our lack of audio, but they should be thrilled with. Well, this. Well, now the
2: stream's up and running. So we've got
3: the audio. Drew came in sure. and fixed it. Actually, uh, we just decided we it. were just
2: going to crash the entire system and reboot it, oh, and that's what go. we did, because well, everything looked fine
1: from this end. I'm following him. Where is he? P-Paw. BGSU Peepaw?
3: BGSU Peepaw?
1: Yep. I'm following this guy. Blocked. Blocked? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. How does he spell Peepaw? you voice. P-E-P-A-W.
3: Hmm. This is great. Automatic follow. This guy gets it. Gets the show. He's Twittering. Peepaw. Yes, follow. It's puke sucks. Follow back. Sold. I love this one. Auto-correct can sock it, too. Yes, <laughs> fantastic. So great. This guy's good. Oh. What's his picture? Fantastic. There are some who call me Gibe. Yes. Beautiful. From Monty Python on the quest for the Holy Grail. Love it. This is tremendous stuff. Peepaw. Pappy Van Happy Van Gibe, Peapaw Gibe, all of it. It all, it, it all all wins. It all wins. Nobody gets hurt. That's right.
1: Um, all right, coming up next, where else do we need to address things in the offseason? ZK, kind of give you a little preview. In terms of on the defensive front, we will get to that. Uh, we will uh, have the 10 most impactful trades of the 2022 offseason. We will have a little fun with that. Go around the sports world as well. The Voice is going to join us at 2 o'clock, the great Jim yes. Donovan. Um, we'll ask him if his horses watched the Preakness and if they enjoyed it. A little bit of higher lower, better or worse as well. We're off and running on a Monday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Whether you're buying a seller or a home with Howard Hanna Real Estate Services, they're always going to have you covered with the winning strategy. So if you plan to move this season, they'll take care of you. At Howard Hanna, every day is game day. Visit HowardHanna.com slash go Browns today. I contend that this is one of the worst weeks of the year to work. Right why now. is that? I'm happy <P2> to be here the, with you. If you're the smart ones, the smart ones will turn this into a four-day, three-day, four-day weekend. This is the savvy people. Will we are.
3: That. We are.
1: No, I know. That's oh, why okay. I said the smart ones. Yeah. Duh. Us. Um.
3: Hashtag us.
1: But if you don't, you're kind of just. Everyone sees Memorial Day. You know what's coming. Official start of summer. Away we go. Everyone's excited about it, but you got to get through these days. Yeah. And these days suck. Well, I'm happy for us. So at least we get OTAs start. So like we're actually going to yeah, a so we'll have a to little look something.
3: At, look at the squad. We've got media on Wednesday, so we've got a little something to get us there. Remember, we just have four, just four days, and we're already and once we
1: and Wednesday.
2: Wednesday's, Wednesday's the big of, availability day. That's so right. Wednesday, oh boy! You know, well, I just meant for humans
1: in general, not just us here on the oh, show. Oh no, we had to do a little talk through this morning. But like, in terms okay, of okay, come on. In terms of the other humans, uh, you know, the people that are out there in the workforce. Yeah, it's br- like I see it with my kids like they, This is brutal week for them. Brutal. And they got to fake it for the rest of this week, four days next. And then three days the week after. See, like, my never kids ends. Done the problem week. is they went. I went, I went but like, that sucks. though. what are they doing this week? Nothing. There's and, no uh, finals. It's all that stuff's done.
2: My nephew Brunswick's done on Friday for the summer.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. Because nothing's going to get done Day, this week, anyways, and you're out. Why are you br- you bringing kids back after Memorial Day? Yeah, what are we doing? No good, man. Absolutely no good. So do you do you so propose
3: that that everything stops prior to Memorial Day? That that just is the end of it? No, I think
1: Friday Friday it, any sort of schooling or whatever should stop the Friday before Memorial Day. Yeah. And then you should go back. And you have like a week of camp school where you do fun stuff. Well, whatever. Like if you need a babysitter, then they can do do babysitter stuff. Whatever. Yeah. But like the schooling, that's it. Yeah. No more requirement my after Friday. My kids have some
3: tests this week. I think All mine were done last. I have t- t- so then what are they still there for?
1: You tell me, brother. I don't like that. No, it's ridiculous. They have,
3: at, at, my kid, they have tests this week to wrap it up. Uh, and then they are next week is all fun stuff so they're doing like for the eighth graders the cedar point day next week they're doing and they're doing right. all right field trips soapbox derbies blah blah blah,
1: blah. great yeah, okay that's right that's let's right. waste some time fine but like the real schooling it's got to be done wrap it up there's no reason to keep coming back like if yeah. the kid doesn't want to go fine fine nobody cares it's over sure um so there you go um and I, I feel the same way about when they go back they should go back like the week of labor days short week labor day and then away you go. And then away you go, go. go like the Wednesday. Before. You're calling it an acclimation yeah, period.
2: For sure. Sure. That's what I used to do. You started Tuesday we or Wednesday of late, going into Labor Day. That's right. Yeah, two or three, three days, a little orientation. Here's sure. your teachers. This is what's
1: going to be expected. Nice of you. long weekend. Now go
3: away for the weekend and come back ready to go on Tuesday.
1: That's it. That's how you do it. Oh, I know here's why we here's do how that.
3: you do this weekend. Ryan J just texted uh tweeted us. How's this for Memorial Day action? Flying out Sunday for three rounds of golf. Spyglass, Spanish Bay, Pebble Beach. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. When's he flying? When do he say he's flying?
3: This weekend. Pretty. Well, will your clubs make it there? That's good. the first question.
2: They
1: got clubs there.
3: He's got, if you're going to play Pebble Beach and spot. You're bringing your clubs. No, I'm just saying, like, if something clubs.
1: happened and his couldn't make it, they well, got clubs. It's the airline. Yeah, I'm they got told, clubs. though, the Prepare, way to do
3: it. Expect the worst. Here's what I'm told. I'm told the way to do it now is to uh, you send them ahead of time. You send them with the like on the on the FedEx.
2: Yeah, uh, what's the golf club? I've done that before. I've sent yeah. my clubs to Florida. What, is that, what does that set you back, Gibby? Ballpark. It, it can be a little pricey,
1: Okay, but you're guaranteed to get them. So and he's you can send be, them right to the course. He's going to be looking at lows in the high 40s and highs around low 60s. So this is quarter zips. This is quarter zips and pants. You can go quarter zips and shorts, but it's definitely quarter zip on top. It's going to be no in the doubt. 50s. And honestly, you're going to get a little ocean mist. If there's any sort of wind, you're going to get an ocean mist. I might be in a pant. All right. I got to run
3: something. Let me run something by you. That's right Pebble,
1: now. though, man. Like, that's what it is. Okay. The kid yesterday.
3: Okay. Sandbagger. Yeah. Two handicap. The Kied. <laughs> I'm not sh- I think, is this the Grayson, maybe? Grayson? Yeah, Grayson.
1: It's what uh, J- Justin Thomas wears. Okay. All right. Yeah. So the- you remember what happened? With thomas why he's not with polo no remember he made the derogatory comment caught on the mic while he was playing Oh, that he didn't like what was happening with something yeah insensitive and so polo bounced him he'd been polo his whole life and so then he this was just announced in like march that he's with this company grayson which was designed by a guy who was at ralph lauren for a long time
3: okay and the kid was very well connected knows of the investors early investors in it So he shows up on the course yesterday, given the conditions you were describing, Pebble Beach-like, in a Grayson golf hoodie with a little wolf on it. Yeah, sure. It was awesome. Sims and I both agree he's the best-looking golf fit of his career by far. And, in fact, we have decided that he can only play golf in these hoodies for the rest (laughs) of time. And in the summer, we just need to get him some sleeveless hoodies to play in. But it was awesome. I was like, I'm in on that. Yeah. I'm in. Like you combine your shorts over there with one of these things, and, and I, now you're set. You're winning. You're you're playing at a level that other people are just not going to be able to comprehend.
1: Really, I don't. I, I I I. So I saw him wearing this stuff, and I I went on their site, and I was curious about their stuff. It's a pretty eclectic mix of things. I do think that they blew the collar on it. The collar on Justin Thomas's polo that that ain't flying, brother. Too much that, color. It for was you? no, it was wide open. Yeah. It the the collar didn't hold firm. Yeah. It was flapping. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. can't. You can't be like that. No flap. Uh, if you're gonna have a polo, I mean, you gotta have a you gotta have a collar, and it was it ga- it was a kind of a was not a strong look. I think they are I, I gotta I gotta see this hoodie though. I'm trying to find it. I'm I love be- the idea of a golf hoodie. I like what that it. Is. Was that Peter Millar one I have is one of those. That's one of those golf hoodies. It was. That I, like. I it wore was that the other day.
3: Stunning number. I was really yeah. I strong. Think you got something really going on here. Yeah, somebody very proud of.
1: And I th- I like the fact they're leaning into wolves. I think you put yeah. a wolf on thing. That's a win. A wolf thing is great. You got all the pack stuff you can play into. Totally, that's nice. It, there's no doubt. Do you remember a day when the only like that stuff there was was like Polo Lacoste and Tommy Hilfiger? Oh yeah. And now there's about 10 million.
3: Yeah. Of those, it looks to me like it was the the bleaker hoodie is what it, it looks like on here. But he had a two tone going on something with it.
1: Could have been ownership special.
3: Could have been because I don't see it on the website. But it was it was signed. By the way, these are. You'll pay for him. <laughs> not gonna come cheap.
1: No, no, unless you're the kid. Unless you're the kid. And you're too handicapped, and you're an influencer.
3: Hey, listen, we cook, We got him. Sims and I undefeated on the year. Now, if I had I think that whoever,
1: I think the kid and I could have done some damage yesterday as well. Of course, he's a kid. Uh, do you see us? Uh, do you see us uh, chasing a wide receiver? Josina mentioning Will Fuller. You and I have talked about him for a long, long time.
3: You know, we've talked about it, and, and quite frankly, the fact that it has not happened leads me to believe that it is unlikely to happen. Uh, I it could know.
1: honestly be something that waits, too. Like It could be see. something that
3: waits. Now, it, it could be – look, go, here's a guess of stats for you because he's good, right? Will Fuller has been a very good productive receiver in the league. Uh, when he's been on the field. Yeah, yeah I'm so, trying right, to think, me, like, do I th- – Either one of you, what do you think is his, his best season?
1: I'll say 785.
3: Okay. How many times do you think he's been over 600 – how many times is he? At How this, many years is in his, okay, his career? One, two, three, four, five, six seasons in the league. How many times has he had more than 700 yards receiving? Four. Twice. One. 2020, 879 yards, eight touchdowns. How many times has he appeared? So that's with Deshaun. How many times has he appeared in 12 games? Oof. In six seasons? One. One. His rookie year played 14 games. Since then, 10, 7, 11,
1: 11. I think the reason we talk about him is because he does possess a, a history traits. with Deshaun and elite traits. So those two things are why we talk about him, and it feels like what we're missing. And if it, to me, I don't think we're complete at receiver based on what I saw from Anthony Schwartz last year. Like, Well, he, yeah, he needs made, to take a big He's got to take a big leap. And you need – I think you need that. I You know, I do. I think we got to have a guy who can make safeties play on their heels a little bit. And again, the fact that
3: Will Fuller is nowhere in the league right now doesn't mean there is an interest in them, but I think it is some wait and see. And so from the Browns standpoint, right, you have an opportunity to take a little bit of a wait and see on Anthony Schwartz. Is Anthony Schwartz becoming that guy? Can undrafted free agent Isaiah Weston become a vertical threat in the NFL? That's what you're waiting to see, I think, before you were to go ahead and make a move onto somebody like Will Fuller, who has been very productive. Look. Last three years, every year with Deshaun Watson, for the three seasons with Deshaun Watson, he's gotten, he averages over 10 yards a target. So that's efficient. That's what we go back to. And he has, as we've said, that vertical skill set. He has at least a 50-yard reception every year that he's been in the league except for last year with the Dolphins, which really didn't count. I and mean, we really did not play football for the Dolphins. So I think that I could see it. I don't think there's any rush to it. And I think the Browns' preference would be to have – one of these guys step up.
1: So it sounds like, listening to you now, that from your vantage point, our team is on the field.
3: I feel like we are pretty much there right now. Pretty much there. Yeah. Yes. So we're Norman Dale. That's what they wanted to be, and and I've talked to Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Berry about it. Their desire was to have this team that they hope to take into Week One. You know, and look, knock on wood, that everybody stays healthy between now and then. But that that team is here for the mandatory minicamp. So if there were to be More moves or a splash move, whether it be a Fuller or an Indomitian Sioux or T.Y. Hilton's getting some interest around the league. Deshaun Jackson, guys who fit that kind of vertical mold that would be one-year deals, you know, I think that would happen prior. With the receiver position, though, more in isolation, I think that Anthony Schwartz will be given every opportunity to be the guy that they drafted him to be before they decided they need to make a move
1: this year. This from uh, Jeff Chahid of, of NFL.com, 10 most impactful trades of the 2022 offseason. Uh, two of ours on there. In fact, ours come in at number 10 with Amari and number one with Deshaun Watson on that list, as it would be. Yeah, I mean, Pretty
3: I impactful. Think it, you'd go and you'd number one's either Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, right? I'm, I'm guessing that has to be number two on the list. The Amari Cooper one, though, is one that has really flown under the radar, I think, around the league. And frankly, from the way that the Browns were able to structure the deal once they acquired him looks tremendous in terms of the compensation that was given up, the compensation that will be paid out relative to everybody else. And now I think for the Browns, he is somebody that you're going to count on to have a monster season in that kind of, you know, high volume role. Uh, in that Adam Thielen ish role, and that's what i have just say. We're trying to find who's going to play Stephon Diggs for us. And, you know, Donovan Peoples Jones is a guy that continues to impress me. I know he continues to impress our coaching staff, and he's somebody that you know people I think could be sleeping on a little bit. And and with improved quarterback play and another year in the league, maybe maybe Donovan Peoples Jones, that guy. I mean, can't take away from the fact that the guy's averaged over 17 yards catch for his career, so he knows how to make big plays. Like that doesn't happen by accident in the NFL. Back to back seasons where you're putting. Up he's just good- not
1: that burner.
3: He's not a burner, but he, know, he can it make – He's a good separator, he late makes separator, place.
1: and good use of body. Um, just an update for you on at BGSU Peepaw. That was a great Now, now Jade, Jade is in the mix, the lovely Jade McRae, who, by the way, good job out of Dave in Australia yes. showing the video of her on some sort of – So a, talented. Australia's Got Talent or something like that. So where talented. Where she was a judge, mind you, a judge. That's right, a judge. Stunning. Uh, stunning throwback. Uh, she, she tweets uh, at Peepaw – uh, what's up, old man? And this is so give a the sky. Next question. <laughs> Peepaw. He is a spirit animal. Thirty-five
3: minutes into Cleveland Browns daily, and we're thirty-four minutes overdue for a shameless BPA plug. Yeah, he ain't wrong. He's crushing it. He ain't wrong. Crushing it early. I want to know who this is. I'm excited. If it's somebody, <laughs> I have no idea. I we have a list him. that Bo and I have a list you of candidates. We have a, you blocked them. Yeah.
1: I, I have
2: Browns Daily account. Oh for my real? god, that's yeah. shameful.
1: Shameful. Don't worry, people. I will take off my care lawn. of you. We'll take Jeez. care of you. Jeez. The block, not even the music. You know what's so funny
3: is that Gibby and I had, like, a lovely morning together. We had a bunch of meetings on Monday, and then <laughs> we hung yes, out. Yes, we do. We hung out. We, uh, we uh, went through the Building the Browns, which was – I think there's quite a bit to talk about from that Building the Browns. Yeah. Uh, and and we've been hanging out, having, the, like, the nicest morning. And then we get in here on the show, and, like, he attacks me within
1: five seconds. Come right out of you. nowhere. It's right
3: on you. And I think I had gone above and beyond with the calling. You've you done a lot. You did a lot you of nice did. things. I, I
2: fully admit that. I just like to poke the bear
3: on a There's Monday. no doubt. Uh, by no the doubt. way,
2: the top trades, if you're going through, Watson was number one. Yep. Uh, number two was Russell Wilson. Number three was Tyreek Hill. Yep. Number four, Khalil Mack. Number five, Devontae Adams. I think he's a bigger deal. I think he's a bigger deal
1: honestly, a bigger than, than Tyreek Hill. Than Tyree Same. Number six was Matt Ryan. Because when you're having this conversation, what you're having the conversation of, did this trade change the trajectory of this franchise? Yeah, you can get Tyreek Hill, but you don't have a quarterback. Right, so to me, Adams would be third on this list. Yep. And I think, and quite candidly, because of the uncertainty, Watson Watson, Wilson ought to be inverted based on where we are right now. Now, when it's all said and done, you feel differently. But where it is right now... Watson's, you know, Wilson's going to play week one. We don't know what's going to happen. We're all waiting on on what's going to happen with Deshaun.
2: So Matt Ryan was sixth. A.J. Brown was seventh. Carson Wentz eighth. Marquise Brown, number nine. And number 10 is Mari Cooper.
3: Here's the thing, too, about the Tyreek Hill and the Devontae Adams trade. The guy who has the most receiving yards in the NFL over the last six seasons still plays in Kansas City.
1: Correct. That's right.
3: Number two on that list, no longer plays for the Green Bay Packers. And there isn't anybody there with any kind of a track record to replace him. Like Mahomes still has Travis Kelsey. He, they brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. They have a burner in Scantling. So they have – Kelsey's the leading receiver in the NFL over the last six years. Travis Kelsey, a tight end. Yeah, He's still there. The Chiefs' offense is still going to be formidable. Now, because of Aaron Rodgers' greatness, you believe that the Packers' offense will still be explosive, but it's a lot more unproven in the wide receiver department. The beautiful Miss Kay. It's a lot yes, more unproven in the wide receiver department than that of the Kansas City Chiefs' pass catching core. So Correct. I think that that trade impacts the Raiders positively and has a much bigger negative impact on the the Packers, and then the Tyree Kill does. Of course losing Tyree Kill's is going to hurt them, no doubt. Yeah. Electric, and almost a perfect compliment with Kelsey. But they still have a lot of the guys, Mahomes and Kelsey, that make it go. Like, they still have a clear number one. They don't have
1: that in Green Bay. No. No, they do not. Uh, we'll go around the NFL world coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Hey friends, the Bath Authority, my good friends, they'll give you the bathroom of your dreams. They can do it for you in about a day. You can take that current bathroom of yours. It's a little bit stuffy, a little outdated. Turned into a custom bath that'll feel like a spa experience. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. They have the largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in the United States. You can change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Uh, if you need to do a tub to shower conversion, they're all over that. Superior Products expert installers. Give them a call now for $500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel that number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com and get 500 bucks off right now at two one six two two zero eight three nine nine. the bath authority where affordability meets quality kyler murray not reporting to otas out in arizona uh, but also i saw that they're going to be the mid-season hard knocks the That's in-season happening. hard knocks did you watch yes. a second of it last year the in-season hard knocks. I didn't watch I it. I believe no, it was the Colts. No, I was I quite busy in
3: the season. Yeah, I didn't, and I'll be even busier this year. So, no, I do not plan on watching. No, I just.
1: It. I think it's. I think you. I don't know. I in the hard knocks pre-training camp thing, it works if the team's into it. The team has to be willing to help you and give you the right guys and give you the right guys, which like we to, didn't do with no the full doors. um no, and and the, we knew it. You know, in here we knew the how how things were going. Um, and I remember you, didn't we talk about it? Didn't we break down the episodes and we're, yeah, that's what I thought. And we were like, well, this isn't, these humans no, and are unfortunately, not Unfortunately, they picked
3: guys that were not going to make the team when they did the No, one. and yeah, had and very
1: little chance of making the team. to none. Yeah. Correct, yeah. So, um, that's yeah. a tricky thing. You need some participation from the team.
3: You need some participation from the stars. I think yes. that's what makes it interesting. I thought the Cowboys one gave you that. Yeah. Completely, which yeah. I thought made it very compelling. Uh, last year and so hopefully this will be a good hard knocks this who year. who is it
1: this year on the actual hard knocks? isn't
3: it the lions lions oh, biting kneecaps yeah it's gonna be great
1: yeah that should be great that should
3: be very entertaining that should be great um by the way peepaw and i quote if i were the producer of friends jordan clooney would george clooney would be a guest star on every episode <laughs> <laughs> I, don't the, on I don't know what i don't know what the numbers say there Pepa about my the one that I was the most heavily featured on feels like it was the biggest. I have of year.
2: I have given you due credit. Thank you for. Thank you. Um, it's not the. It might be number two highest performing ever, okay. or just this season. This season. What's Pretty higher? Easy there, Tiger. What's
1: higher? Schedule release. There you go. Schedule release, huh? That's interesting. Is this on the CBD feed or is this on the BPA feed? This is BPA the bpa
2: doubles it's on the BPA. Oh, yeah. oh, it comes in our, our yeah that's right the
1: bp the bpa launches into our feed yes
2: yeah it's on the cleveland browns daily and more yeah it also has its own <laughs> wow. legs to stand up wow well you had to develop it a little bit before wow. it got its own feeling
1: yeah we got to we'll carry I it along i might that
2: wrong Zegura. you might be
3: number 1
1: i'm looking yeah you are a surprise of no 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 no, 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 no. I, I, I here we
3: go schedule 12k Oh wait, then I definitely have you definitely have that one wrong. I've got a wide backwards. receiver
2: room 17. That's right.
1: Okay. There you go. So I had it backwards. I, I Hey, I admit- listen, a lot of people would love to have 12,000, 12k. Yeah, yeah it would be a huge, huge. kill for it. It'd be unprecedented, you know? You're trying to launch things. It's like you want to have a nice worth. 12 or 17. That's a nice it's a big number. It's a big big number when you're trying to get things. By the out. way,
3: meet the rookies. 22
1: already. There you go. Sitting on my DVR. I'll get to it uh Debo Please also do. not reporting um what is uh how does Pedro feel about this Pedro just wants to know who's playing quarterback for them and
3: Pedro what is going on he, with that he's not sure it, he then he tells me some people are saying good stuff about Lance it, he Pedro's a little bit on the fence with everything going on tonight I'll call him today I'll have a report for tomorrow since we won't book him he's not getting booked no 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 no, no bookings no, no we'll uh will uh well I'll talk to him and I'll report. it's back. early like, it is early. I don't Uh, No news right
2: now from the NFC West.
3: By the way, speaking of news from the AFC East, Albert Breer saying that Patriots head coach Bill Belichick could end up calling offensive plays in 2022. Well, that's a recipe for disaster. Is it? Does he chase this too long? I don't know, but even then his son was saying he doesn't know if he's the defensive coordinator
1: this year. And kind of I gave just like, wonder, a, like a terse does, interview about that? Does, does he... Do you stay past the expiration date a little bit? I
3: think, okay, he wants to win one without Tom, and then he can be. I just don't think it's going to happen. No. I mean, Mac Jones is going... No, to, that's
1: what I'm saying. You can chase this forever. Tom's won. He won. Done. It's over. He's retired. Kay? He's unretired. Right. He could win another one. He's already won one. You you're not anytime soon knowing 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 the fact that
3: Tom Brady money was never going to be an issue if Tom Brady does not win a championship this year should he have Elwayed and walked out stumbled out after that boat parade and that title and just been like I left New England I won a title peace mic drop nowhere to go but down from there right sure
1: should he have done that yeah Sure, but that's you know that's the thing that we do as fans where we want Jordan to leave on the shot on the push off on Byron Russell like we want him to leave the push off was he
3: was right here right now he would he would you need Gibbey to be pretty good betwixt you and Jordan that's for darn sure pretty good push off <laughs> it wasn't a nice um, push
1: off but by the way I I'm glad they didn't call it on him I mean I don't think Jordan same. should have been called for that same but we, want, we don't want him walking around with the Wizards, right? Correct. But the reality is, is that these guys want to play until they can't in some instances, until they're pulled off the field or court, they want to continue to play. That's the reason Tiger Woods is playing in majors with a, a leg that makes it difficult for him to walk, and he's trying to play majors, and he's doing it. And he did it a little more than a year after the accident happened because this is what defines him. Yes. So, yeah, we would want them. Like, what you would want your last image of Tiger Woods, competitive golf, would be winning the Masters. And then we'll see on down the road. Sure. Like And sure. same thing. You don't want to see John Joe Montana in a, in a Chiefs uniform? Of course not. You wanted him to play out in San Francisco? We'll see on down the road. That's what we want. I would have wanted
3: Joe Montana to go to the Chiefs to win that Super Bowl and then peace out.
1: Wouldn't you have rather him just stayed in San Francisco? Well, of course. Won the Super Bowl and peace yeah, out? That, that, right. cr- that crud Steve Young. Yeah, so that's what you want is, you know, but he's got a chance. I mean, the NFC, it's there this year for them. Yeah. So we'll ask uh, the great uh, Jim Donovan about that. The uh, The voice will join Man. us here momentarily. We'll talk about a uh, little preview of OTAs. We'll ask him the, this question about the Belichick-Brady stuff. Always good talking to Jim. We will do so coming up next. Before we do that, though, tickets for all Cleveland Browns home games are now on sale. For more information, visit Browns. .com and they will take care of you. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Elk and Elk, serious lawyer, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. And we head out on the hotline for a visit with our good buddy, the voice of the Cleveland Browns, the great Jim Donovan. Uh, And as customary, we like to know how the ponies are. What's going on in the Ponderosa, my friend?
5: Hello, guys. Uh, Well, uh, we had a great weekend. We all watched the Preakness together. (laughs) uh, (laughs) today was spent... uh, Taking inventory uh hay inventory it's that time of the year bo it's uh sure how much first cutting do we need how much second cutting do we need uh so i was up in the in the hayloft we have a huge hayloft and um you know it's it's down a little bit but soon it will be filled so that's kind of what's going on but everybody's good thanks for asking
1: were they inspired by the preakness of early (laughs) voting's run were they out frisky running around i was
5: saying i was saying to myself and to them too In an emotional pitch to them. Hey, could you make Daddy some money? Does anyone think that they could be pretty quick here? <laughs>
1: Those guys are a drain. That's right, right.
3: Can you give, not just take? Let's have a, a give and take relationship. Absolutely. They're a drain
1: on the money, as opposed to the filling it back up. Yeah, that's typically how that goes. Uh, we were having a fun conversation. We we stumbled upon it in the last segment, Jim. And I'm curious, you as a native Bostonian's uh, your your view of this. Um, we were talking a little bit about Belichick. Nathan had mentioned that that there was some talk that maybe Belichick would call offensive plays in new England. And I, I wondered if he was, we kind of all kind of feel like obviously he's kind of chasing, trying to win one more without Brady. And if he could hold on maybe a little too long, what, what is kind of your read of, of that situation with him? And as he's now approaching 70, I believe as as he continues to coach and chase it.
5: You know, I I think that you're right. I think that there is this, um, you know, this ability that he has uh, because he has such, a brilliant grasp of the game that you always feel that he's in the laboratory cooking up something. And um, yeah, I I think that uh, there's no doubt since the exit of Tom Brady, I always felt that when that would happen, that he would probably stick around and say, Hey, listen, I can win one without him too. And he hasn't been able to do that though. I thought he did a great job last year in maneuvering that team and getting them into the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. Um, so I never put anything past him, but I do watch the way he drafts and some of the moves he's made and the construction of his coaching staff. And I'm not just talking about his sons, but he brings back, you know, he brings back other guys that uh, Joe yep. Judge is back, uh, Matt Patricia's back and they put them in very, very different roles. And I know it has people back there very concerned Uh, You know, that that really both of his oars are in the water and going in the right direction right now. But again, Bo, I have to tell you, I would never put anything past him that all of a sudden we could see something new and revolutionary from him where you would say, oh, there it is. There's another brilliant move by Bill Belichick.
3: And speaking of Boston sports, because I think that is going to be interesting to watch later, but right now the Celts in the thick of it,
4: right in the down
3: two to one. We had the great game seven performance. Grant Williams becomes a legend as a career high at any point in his career, career best in that game seven. They stopped the heat in game two and you felt like, okay, all right, they're back in it. Tough one in game three. How are you feeling right now about the Celts?
5: Well, I think they got to win tonight. Um, yes. I, I have to tell you, um, you know, you and I were kind of texting back and forth, and I thought that they had really turned the corner in game two, you know, winning so decisively yeah. down in Miami. And and then the news came out just prior to game three on Saturday that Robert Williams, their big center, yeah. was out with knee soreness. Um, but the number that stuck out, Nathan, was the 24 turnovers. My God, that's just unbelievable that yeah. they turned the ball over that much. So I think they have to win tonight. Uh, to get back into it, and then I, you know, I can see the thing going seven again, and and I wouldn't put it past them, you know, that they could go down there and win in Miami again uh, at some point. Now, whether it's in Game Five or Game Seven, it, they're going to have to win in Miami again. Um, yep. But I don't think that that's a problem for them. I think that sometimes they just get a little bit too far, too fast out in front of themselves, and I think that happened on Saturday night. So tonight's a big night. Boy. What a great spot to be in! Uh, to be in to be inside that TD Bank Garden because <laughs> that that has been electric when they have. Been. It has,
1: yeah. It's been all- Jim. When you were a kid, I'm curious, what was the pecking order in that town? Importance well, of those was, of uh, those big pro teams.
5: Yeah, they, and they all had. I mean, they all had an amazing following. Um, I, I would I would have to say Bo, that the Red Sox at that time were 365 days a year, 24 seven. And sports talk shows came into existence in Boston and maybe nationally at that point, but certainly in Boston. But it was all predicated on the hot stove league. So in other words, when the Red Sox season was over in October, after they had, you know, given up a huge lead and lost to the Yankees again, um, you know, you would they would go into this radio programming called, you know, sports talk. It was revolutionary there, too. When I speak of Belichick, I speak of this, too, in our trades. And it was to talk about the Red Sox. What are they yeah. going to do? What are they going to do tomorrow? What are they going to do? What are they going to do in training camp? So they were always at the top of the heap. The Celtics were kind of a given because they were so great. I mean, people really kind of took them for granted that they were winning championships every year during the Red back Bill Russell. And, oh my gosh, you could go down the list of all the great teams they had. So I always felt they were kind of taken for granted. It was an incredible hockey town, believe it or not. And it was an incredible Bobby Orr town. Bobby Orr came into the Boston Bruins, and it was just unbelievable. I mean, it, it was like the Beatles coming and being on the Ed Sullivan Show, and it was like that every night. It was it was tremendous. Period. And and the Patriots were really the sad sacks of of the, of the yeah. city. They had no place to play. They were getting kicked around because they. You know, they were at Fenway Park when they were in the AFL. They ended up at Harvard Stadium for a little bit. Then they didn't want them. Uh, and then they went to Boston College over at Alumni Stadium, which was really tiny. And then they finally built this place out in Foxborough. Now, the one that's there now is a palace compared to the one that they built uh, to finally play out there. But they were really the lowest on the, on the pecking order. As a matter of fact, the Patriots, when Doug Flutie... Really caught on at Boston College and went on to win the hmm. Heisman Trophy. Boston College football was superior to Patriots football as far as coverage Jeez. and appeal to the Boston sportsman.
1: Jeez, think about that. It's amazing. Now, now what's happened, Not, you know, in all yes. those years?
3: It's amazing. Yeah. Not anymore. Well, look. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wild turn of events, certainly. There, I actually jotted it down I had, which I was surprised that I was gonna that I had that. You term. nailed it. Yeah, the, I it, feel like we've discussed it before. So- I knew it was. Gonna I knew be the
1: Red Sox, and then yeah, and then the, and now the you brilliance. talk to guys that, like Scooney Penn's Boston guy. I've talked to him about it. Yeah, I just think it's fascinating. You know that the Patriots have kind of gone to the top of that heap, and then it's you know kind of everybody's got their it's such their a great moments. sports town. They all yeah. have their moments, but you now know it's three sixty five Pats.
5: I'll tell you guys. I'll tell you guys a story. When I was doing games for NBC, uh, Dick McPherson, the former Syracuse football coach, he had brought in, been brought in to revitalize the Patriots. Uh, and, of course, that was going to be a Herculean task. And they were playing Ron Meyer, Jeff George, and the Indianapolis Colts on a Sunday afternoon in early December in, uh, in Foxborough. And I was doing the game. My partner was Beasley Reese, the former New York Giants yeah. defensive back. And uh, we we went in on a Friday to do the interviews with the Patriots and the Patriots PR guy came up and said, we have a pre-sale for the game on Sunday of 12,000. And we're hoping that it's not too cold. We might get a walk up crowd. We could get to 15,000. That would be a good Jeez. game. Wow.
1: <laughs> unbelievable. That's Unbelievable.
3: That is unbelievable. Jim, do you remember if you got to, in the pre-production meetings, did you get to talk to Jeff George at all? And if so, did you have a more favorable opinion of him than than Deke?
5: Nathan, I'll tell you a great st- <laughs> I'll tell you a great story. Uh, <laughs> tell you a great story. I did his first game uh, in the NFL, and I did it with okay. Chris Collinsworth. It was Chris-, Chris Collinsworth was my partner. It was his first game in the NBC booth and his first game doing television. And it was the Buffalo bills and they were just coming of age. They had just lost that incredible playoff game to the Browns the year before where, you know, clay Matthews came up with the interception to save the the day for the Browns and win the game. But now, you know, the red gun offense or the K gun offense, whatever it was called, uh, was going into existence and the bills
4: were really
5: good. And Jeff George went in to play in his first game and he was starting his first game. It was up in Buffalo and the crowd was wild and they were getting blown out. And we had in the pre-production meeting, he told us where his parents were sitting, you know, so that we could get a camera shot of them when they were at the game, because it was his first game. And he got laid out by Cornelius Bennett and Bruce Smith at the start of the second half, the opening possession of the second half, and didn't see the end of the game. Uh, because he got knocked out of the game with a concussion. But when, before, when he walked in on Saturday, because the visiting team would always visit with you on Saturday, he I you would have thought he was a 10-time Pro Bowler walking in to play his first game. <laughs> and he, I'm telling you, it ended up like the Christians against the Lions that day because it was unbelievable uh, how great the Bills' defense was and getting ready to be that day. And, and of course, they went on to the Super Bowl that year.
1: Oh, that is fantastic. Poor Jeff, sad. Yeah. Well, the good thing you could do is just pull out the part that he said. Here's where my parents will be sitting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you see, he's got a big heart. Yeah, he's big thinking, heart. And they say he was aloof. aloof. Everybody yeah. said he was aloof. Aloof. he is. not. He was worried about his folks. Wrong. Uh, Jim, pretty predictable, but good to see it finally done. Jadavian Clowney locked in. Um, and and Nathan and I were talking in the first hour. It kind of feels like, uh, in the old Norman Dale line from Hoosiers, our team is on the field though, at this point, right? Kind of feels like that <laughs> yeah. might be it.
5: You're right. That's a great way to put it. You know, from the day of the last game of the year last year, Cincinnati, at home, and when he gave his closing press conference with the media that afternoon and talked about how great it was to play here, uh, I was really, you know, not worried about it, but I was very concerned that, that he, you know, was true to his word because I felt he was a great fit. I think the Browns coaching staff felt he was a great fit. I know his teammates thought he was a great fit, and I just didn't want to see time continue to go by where he would get wooed away by somebody else. So it made my day yesterday when that news broke that he had re-signed because I just think it kind of completes that defense right now. And a defense that really at the end of the year last year was certainly outplaying the Browns offense. It was playing at a very high level, and you can only imagine now going into another year with everybody being around and some additions to the potential of of how that defense might play this year. So I'm thrilled that he's back. I I really think it completes them.
3: Yeah, you're exactly right. You looked at the lineup and you said, okay, we could go out there and play games today. Now, could you say, do we want to get maybe a veteran slot corner in here? Somebody who's played that position extensively? I can tell you talking internally, they feel actually very good. About what they have in that cornerback room and the safeties and the versatility that they have. But you could look at that and say, okay, there was something. You could look and say, okay, maybe can we get another receiver in here? But the hope internally, once again, is that, you know, DPJ continues to ascend and that Anthony Schwartz can develop. But the one place that you knew you probably still wanted somebody, even after bringing in Winovich and even after drafting Alex Wright, who is admittedly, guys played six years of football, three in high school, three in college. you want to bring him along more slowly and you could see him as a succession plan to Jadevian Clowney, but you need a and Clowney back with the Browns. That was the glaring hole in your starting lineup. And now there isn't a glaring hole anymore. And I think it was a massive, massive signing it was one you knew it was going to happen, but it's one of those things yeah. until it does happen, you couldn't be comfortable. And here it is.
5: No, you're right. Absolutely. And you just, and you know, because of his, path in the nfl nathan there have been times where maybe a team that he had played with the prior year had thought well we'll get him back and then it didn't happen uh, because he's always been considered to be a guy that might go to the highest bidder and you know and yet i think maybe i mean maybe we were the highest bidder in this situation and good for him if we were but i think also football wise I think he probably looked at this situation and said, you know what? I had a really good year last year, and I had a healthy year last year, and I like this idea of playing in this defense, especially with the guy on the other side of the line that's teaming up with me because that is a very special duo that just got better and better as the year went along the more that they got to know each one of their playing styles and how they, they had to fit with each other. Jim,
1: we have OTAs starting here tomorrow. Uh, what, what are you most looking forward to? Is then, and then obviously the, we're expecting the whole team to be here. Uh, everyone was in the like – the offense was in the Bahamas with Deshaun over the weekend and then everybody here tomorrow and then all leading towards minicamp in the middle of June.
5: You know, Bo, I think that the fun thing is that we have a lot of young players that uh, are really good players, but they're about ready on the forecast of when you're at the level of talent that they are at – that they are about ready to probably take a very, very sizable jump and become really great players. And that's the fun thing to watch. So, and, and, and we have a core of young players who probably fall into that category. I mean, you take a look at Jeremiah Wusu koromoa yep. who played probably a lot last year on natural ability and instinct. But now he's been educated a, little, a lot more. He probably understands the NFL game and this defense more, and now you marry that with what he's got physically, and oh boy, you could have a very, very special player. I mean, we saw really more than just flashes, but great, brilliant plays by him athletically last year. The same is true for Greg Newsom. You have to look at Delpit the same way yep. because he lost his rookie year. Uh, you, you hope that Jed Wills takes probably his forecasting, hopefully good health, but you know as far as learning the craft of being a left tackle and being a great left tackle – he probably should take a bump up too. So I think that's the fun thing. I mean, then the other fun thing is when you hear all these rookies and when they get drafted, they talk about how great it's going to be to play alongside Miles Garrett or, you know, the kid from Purdue talks about getting a text message from Deshaun Watson. But when they finally get out on the field and play with these guys, there has to be a wow factor to that.
3: Yeah, and you're right. And I think it's it's – You know, we're trending towards the mandatory minicamp. Remember, these OTAs are voluntary and you hope to have everybody out there. We'll see. But yeah, I'm curious, you know, defensively, you mentioned that trio of guys who are really second year players. When you think about the talent of Newsom Wusu Koromoa and Grant Delpit, That has a chance to really take this defense, I think, to another level this season now that we've settled some things up front. I'm curious to get a look at Taven Bryan, the former first-rounder, and just take a look at how that defensive tackle room is going to shake out. And then offensively, you mentioned Bell, Cooper, Donovan, Peoples-Jones. I'm going to have a lot of eyes on Anthony Schwartz. Can he become a factor here? And then there's the Chief, and I don't know when we'll see the Chief here, but when we do, I think he is going to have to be a huge part of of what the Browns do on offense. So there's, a, there are a lot of fun storylines, I think on both sides of the ball, but most of them are about opportunity and progression, which should be exciting for fans. And obviously for you, when we're able to be out here at the media availability day on Wednesday.
5: Yeah, I think so. And, and, you know, you bring up a good point about a because really by what the Browns did with him, there was a declaration by them of, Hey, listen, you, you know, you're a pretty special talent. Uh, You know, and we've you know, we'd love to get a long term deal done with you, but we're going to tag you right now. So the declaration was you're the guy. And by the other on the other end of the spectrum about the guy that isn't here anymore and Hooper, you know, that he isn't here so that, you know, this is a great opportunity. We've been kind of waiting for this with David and Joku, because when I talk about flashes of greatness, I mean, he certainly does. I mean, you know, I mean, he has got some very, very unique physical qualities to his game. a lot of tight ends don't have but the great tight ends now in the nfl probably share that with him and and, you know it's time for him to do that so this this sets up as a declaration year for him because i think the browns declared him as hey listen you're going to be a big part of this we want you to be a part of it long term but uh let's go let's get this thing going with you
3: Yeah, I think that's going to be exciting to see his progression. I think he has an opportunity to be a real force at that tight end position and excited to see that get to work. All right, we know that's coming Wednesday. Week one of the OTAs begin tomorrow here, but the media availability on Wednesday. But tonight, this is my question. Take us in to the Donovan viewing experience. What's your setup? Do you have a special seat? Do you have a special beverage as you get yourself ready for a huge Celtics game? Well, I have to be a good boy because I'm inside the Channel 3 newsroom, so I can't. Okay.
5: <laughs> <It's not laughs> so a you t- got
3: to keep it on the up and up. Okay.
5: <laughs> it's not a typical Celtic, uh, you know, game four must-win situation that it would be if I were residing on the, on the farm here in Hinkley. So there is some decorum to it, but. I think most of the newsroom will probably be well advised to stay away from the sports department for those hours that it will take to try and get past the Miami Heat tonight. But <laughs> I have to tell you, on, normally, like on Saturday night, there sure. there is a chair there, Nathan, and a, and a favorite seat, but I'm not in it because I'm pacing. You know, I really am. I'm pacing.
4: <laughs> yeah, Especially I love. Especially as it.
5: they were turning that ball over Saturday. <laughs> Stop doing it. it. Yeah, didn't. Go. <laughs> all right,
1: buddy. Good catching up with yes, you. The Get best. all the best to the ponies. We'll talk to you soon, Jim.
5: Absolutely. Take
1: care, guys. All right. He's the best. The voice great of the Browns. The great Jim Donovan. Uh, I always, when I was in television news, I always felt that way too. Like we, every department, every newsroom I was in, the sports department was separated from the rest of the newsroom and it was like this is where all the fun is yeah and any time that i would see them start like out of the corner of my eye I see news people coming in you'd always get a little anxious like why don't nah, not in here this is you our safe keep, space it's like you and i in yeah. here keep your breaking news out there we right don't, we don't need to deal with this, this is we why, why we're insulated there. in here we're, we're in here we're, right our oh, fishbowl they That's can so see us it ought to be yeah right the way it ought to be uh all right we got a little higher lower coming up here shortly you're listening to cleveland browns daily on 850 espn cleveland
0: cleveland browns daily on 850 espn cleveland
1: Are you a business operation suffering from internal communication breakdowns? Beau here for my friends at EOX Vantage. They're data scientists, but also business operations experts. And your EOX Vantage team can help you build a streamlined communication system. Brings together your email, your chat, your intranet, announcement, CRM. It's one clear flow. By the time they're done. And your people, including those who remote who work remotely, gain a centralized hub that encourages collaboration. There's no more disconnected communication methods that leave team members out of the loop or not on the same page. So it's real, everyday business problems that are solved with EOX Vantage. And you can see how other business owners are getting everyone on the same page by visiting EOXVantage.com. dot com. Have we talked since uh did you watch did you finish up Ozark? I most certainly did. Yeah. I don't want to do the spoiler thing, um, but At this just wait—it's not a spoiler. No, I don't think that's fair because I just finished it up this weekend. Like okay. it's—you know—everyone's got their own, which I think is, in the end, is the biggest flaw of the show. Because if it was released weekly, yes, you could have hashed things out. Yes. And when you drop them all, I mean, there were pe- people that probably finished four, a month ago. People finished, the, yeah, the it, first Because it dropped in, in April. People watched the last six episodes, yep. and that was it, and you're done. Yep. Um, we had a bunch of stuff that stacked, and so I didn't get a chance to. So we finally watched it uh, over the weekend. And um, I so I do think it's it's probably the best example of a show that the binge model failed it because it didn't. it felt like it just happened and there was no moment to it because you – consumed it at all these different everybody's consumed or if it was succession or any of these other shows yeah, you have a week to build and, and, everybody, watches and everybody watches it and everybody watches it together on that time and then you talk about and it dominate social right right and instead they they miss that so and then I the other thing I thought like some of it was absolutely incoherent the logistical stuff that they were trying to navigate like in terms of everyone's what? got to deal with the FBI you get a deal you get a deal you get a deal then we got to go to here and it was all just seemed like nonsense um but regardless of all that and not to give away any spoilers i do think that bateman lenny and garner were so good so good those three were so good that it almost the plot or the mechanism of it didn't really matter because they were so much fun to watch
3: yes i would agree with that i would agree with that because there's right so much happens that it would be hard to reconcile all of those things happening and being able to happen yes logistically it's impossible (laughs) Like what were what was going on. But to your point, but yeah. they are so good. And and I would even say sugge- I would say that Jonah was incredible,
1: especially as he aged
3: as he aged. Jonah was great this season. Um, the grandfather was great. He came Strong in actor, and yeah. brought just a whole dynamic. And he was in the um, Americans. Yeah, he certainly most certainly was. Um, and. I thought, I I was very satisfied by it. I wanted perhaps a slightly different take on the outcome, but then when you re, what the message that they were delivering was, it made a lot of sense. And obviously, you know. Yeah, but I You're going to lose some people that you, you didn't want to lose.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I think in the end regardless of it, like whatever whatever the mechanism was, those performances were Amazing. Pretty otherworldly. Those Amazing. three performances. Lenny was unbelievable the last two seasons this was it, what was season three and four it. she's, she's an all-time villain in my mind she may very well be but she was formidable God. she's quite formidable <laughs> I mean just and in that role just crushed it absolutely crushed it Garner crushed it and Bateman crushed it they all did it was great
3: I think I could say this without being a spoiler but at the time when somebody was going to have to go in and run things I was actually surprised that she was not the one I could have I would have enjoyed seeing those scenes where she was the one who's like no I'm running everything now
1: yeah, but she was always the blunt instrument. She wasn't the, you know, but that would have been an interesting thing. To yeah, say. yeah, yeah. How you doing, Gibby? Good. How are you guys? Oh, real well,
2: real well. A little higher or lower. Presented sure. by the Ohio Lottery. It's a Monday edition. Like we did a Friday last week.
4: Hey, <clears> safe. I feel no, like we
2: we couldn't let this sit till Thursday. All right. All right. Ziggy, you were raising your finger. Well, I just came it.
3: across something that I thought was incredibly interesting, but I'll save it for since you'd, you'd already gotten in there. No, what do you got? You were ready to go. So, with Justin Thomas having won this, uh, just having won the PGA, it's the first time since 2018 U.S. Open through 2019 Masters that the top ten of the world golf rankings held all five titles. So, everybody who is a current mass champion is a top five in the world, a top ten in the world. It's the first time since 2000 and 2001 that the top five of the world golf rankings held all five titles. The only thing about that time was it was Tiger Woods
1: one who dude. held them all. I it's was going to say,
2: you could say that that's not a good thing for golf right now, but there no, are five it's not. people.
1: it's not. Did you, did you, what did you, how much of it did you watch before we hire a lower? I,
2: I literally... Turned it on on the as he teed off on the 18th. So we're all there. Six I got, o'clock. We
1: found it. I got. Yeah. I got a little got a bunch
2: update of that said it was coming down to the wire, yeah. and I'm like, eh, you know what? I should turn this on. I didn't really like it's even as big a fail as it here. can
3: be huge, massive. No.
2: that being said, during COVID, it made sense. Yeah, but doesn't anymore. It doesn't
1: anymore. Yeah. Now. So just to just say we blew it. We blew it. Let's. It's fine. We tried it. It didn't work. Like they're going, and by the way, like fifty-seven degrees in Tulsa over the weekend. No thanks, man. Like so next next year, they're what at Oak Oak Hill, right? Yep. In on Long Island. Yep. Or is that Rochester, New York, somewhere? Either, either way. Either way. Who knows what you could be dealing with from a weather standpoint? You could have eighty-five. You could have what we had this weekend, eighty-six and sixty. You could have both. I don't know. I and the other thing they got to do, and we talked about this. A um, couple, I think it was last summer when they had that event at Moonlight Basin in Montana. Open this thing up, man. I don't, I don't need to see any more of these same courses. I don't. I I've seen Southern Hills a lot. I've seen Oakmont a lot. I've seen these courses a lot. Like, open it up to something we haven't seen before. I think it would be great. And honestly, have have a little fun. Have a little fun. Have a little fun. Play someplace we haven't. Let, allow them to hit a try to hit a 700 yard drive. Like that hole in Montana. Allow, go play there. Yes. Have a, let's live a little, baby. Yeah. It's the same places over and over. It's like being Peepaw, who exists
3: in a world where higher is lower and lower is higher. He just tweeted that out. Peepaw's good. He's on it. I want to know who this guy I want to know Peepaw. I, I want to I meet him. I know who it is. I think we do, too.
2: We are presented by our great friends at the Ohio Lottery. It is higher or lower, and today... It is featuring Peter King's Football Morning in America 2022 NFL Power Rankings. This is interesting because he normally doesn't do this until, I want to say, like the start of the season or right before training camp. This is a little early for him. But uh, Peter King is officially out with his power rankings. We will discuss them. First and foremost, he has the Browns at number 18 Um obviously it, it all hinges on Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson would play 16 or 17 games, he says give me the Browns at 11 and 6. If you told me he play 10 or 11, I'd say 9 and 8. Longer than that, a majority of Jacoby brissett back team probably goes 7 and 10ish.
3: I I, I do we I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. To, again, and these rankings don't matter right now for us. Right? They no. don't matter in the season. They don't I mean, matter for any college football. So, I of mean, course. But yeah.
1: I think the – yeah. Go ahead. But for us you in particular,
3: first. it's because there is that unknown, and, and he says it right. Look, the Browns have one of the best rosters, 2-53. That was supplemented with the re-signing of Clowney, but it's all about the one, and the one in this case leaves question marks everywhere for now. And that's why I think we all hope, and my hope is, that there is a resolution to this – very quickly and we can then move forward with that i know we've got um you know the real sports tomorrow night rusty harden deshaun watson's lawyer, lawyers just on a podcast and laid out a lot of things things that i had never heard before as well clearly from his through his lens sure. his point of view uh, on the side of deshaun watson I- i'm ready for this obviously to be over and for the resolution to come
1: yeah, but there's two two different resolutions, right? And yes. that's what makes it so complicated because you right. could get an NFL resolution. I saw Albert Breer reporting this morning. He reported that this could happen between – that he expects this before the start of the season. Well, yeah, I would think we all expect it yes. before the start of the season. That seems pretty clear. There should be a sense of urgency. But I would also say that if – as in the press conference here, Deshaun Watson – his innocence and is going to fight all of this. So there is no timetable on that. There's no timetable on that. And so you got to get. So there's two different timelines that are being run here. And I'm guessing the NFL is having a hard time figuring out what they're supposed to do when there's still civil litigation. If anything. anything. So that's. It's good luck. Anytime. So anytime I see us ranked in one of these, boy, who knows? And I think that's the approach a lot of these people take.
3: They put it in the middle, when in the reality is, I, I think yeah. you rank based on the information today, and the information today is that Deshaun Watson is playing
4: right? And is
3: the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, and thus the Browns should be in the top eight in any power ranking period.
1: I mean, he's – some of the – we'll get oh, – I don't want to step yeah. on anything, but some of these are pretty wild, I think. Yep. Yes.
2: All right, and we will start from the beginning and work our way into those AFC North teams and everyone else in football. Next. <laughs> Higher or lower. <laughs> All right, number one in Peter King's power – Ranking Buffalo. The Bills obviously seem to be the darlings for everyone. It takes us to number two, an interesting one, for one Peter King. He's got the Los Angeles Chargers at number two in his power rankings. Zagura, higher, lower, or
3: just right? I'll tell you what. I like it. I think it is. I, look, the defending Super Bowl champions need to be somewhere represented, and they're not in at, at the top of this. But I love this Chargers team. I'm a big Justin Herbert guy. I think he's a stud. You get Khalil Mack. So now you have Mack and Bosa. Then you go out and you bring in J.C. Jackson, who you get to pair with Asante Samuel Jr. This this feels like a defense that got significantly better. The two most important positions. It's an offense that's going to run it back. They get Mike Williams back. I think they're pretty darn good. And in their... um, They've got some pretty easy, their schedule's not terrible either, by the way. Um, I like, I'll tell you what, I, I like this team. I, I think it's fine. I think they're just right. I think they might be,
4: sweet spot.
1: Bobish. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they're lower worser and I can like them a lot for the same reasons you do. It's just, Peter does this. He's done this with teams. Like, he'll pick a darling that he'll prop up in the off season and I mean, the old days when the, when being on the cover of Sports Illustrated would matter, he, you'd pick them to win the Super Bowl because it was something to create a lot of buzz for the magazine. And, and this is a this is a very very talented football team. It's very very talented. They also were nine and eight a year ago, and they are ahead of teams like Kansas City, who has been better than them recently. Uh, to me, I have I have the Chargers in a very similar boat with Denver. I think they're very similar teams. Both have a really high ceiling. You just got to do it out on the field. I don't know if I trust the coaching with LA that much i thought that sometimes they were just almost belligerent with their approach to to One not hunting against us well they went nine and eight and missed the playoffs with a lot but of they talent. didn't have
3: their defense didn't have a lot of talent
1: you know he's calling it yeah he's jc to be jackson back to that defense they i know I, there's no way i have him ahead of the chargers there's no way i'm sorry the rams there's no way i have him ahead of kansas city i don't have him ahead of the bucks um but i have him in the top 10 for sure this is just too much you don't go from nine and eight to the I second like best it. team in football Next, (laughs) higher or
2: lower? Not week five, you don't. The Kansas City Chiefs are number three, and it takes us to number four in the defending Super Bowl champs. Obviously, Bo has his opinion on this, but the Los Angeles Rams. Number four, Bishop, higher, lower, just right? How high up would you put them?
1: Well, I mean, I, I, all I said is they need to. That was more of a reflection of I think them over-ranking the Chargers than it was how good I think the Rams are. Rams have suffered some losses for sure. Receivers going to be interesting how they fill that out. Um, Allen Robinson. They still have a lot of the things there that you like, but at the same time, it, to me, they're probably the class of the NFC. Like I think he's got Green Bay a little too high on this. Agreed. Um, but I think Tampa Bay ought to be closer. Yes. It's not so much that I think the Rams are some super team. I just think that he's got the Chargers overvalued. Zagura? I like – look,
3: it's NFL as we've talked about. There are a lot of teams that legitimately feel like Super Bowl contenders, and there's a lot of parity amongst those teams. The Rams losing Von Miller, that's a loss for them. Odell played great for them. Can Allen Robinson replace that? Now, they've also lost Robert Woods. Now, he wasn't there for the Super Bowl run, but Robert Woods had been a big part of what they did on offense. Green Bay is a team that I think losing Devontae Adams is massive. I mean, they don't uh, – who is their go-to receiver? Is it going to be Christian Watson? guy averaged two yard, two catches a game at North Dakota State. Is he all of a sudden going to be a right. superstar right away in the NFL? Maybe. He's got a quarterback, can do it. I think the Bucks are still the best team top to bottom in the NFC. Now, they had some losses on the offensive line. We'll see how that impacts them. But you still have Mike Evans. You still have Chris Godwin. I just think this is a very – it's a very different conference right now. All of those teams got a little bit worse than they were the year before. Yeah, they all did, really. All of them did.
1: There's not one that's better than they were last year. No. Not one.
3: No, and I think that's a very interesting, whereas everybody it feels like in the AFC got better, which is why I haven't. I'm sure it is ambitious, but I have no problem with the Chargers being put where they are on paper. Will they deliver? That's what we're going to find out. But I like the moves that they have made, and I like that team. Next.
2: Higher or lower? We roll on in the top 10. Green Bay number five, Tampa Bay number six. I'm going to kind of lump both of these in together here. uh, And you guys tell me which one should be higher, lower, or just right. Number seven, Cincinnati. And number eight, the Ratbirds from Baltimore. Baltimore fit number eight. Zagura, higher, lower, or just right for either one of these two?
3: I like their draft. They are going to get healthy. This was a team that almost made the playoffs last year despite being without their starting running backs, without their starting corners, without their quarterback for a large portion of the season. That's crazy. Those guys, and and not only that, Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle. Jackson, Stanley, Humphrey, and Peters, those four guys missed 42 out of a possible 68 games last year. They're all back. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are back. They had an excellent draft. They still have a, a stud tight end in Mark Andrews but there is something going on in my mind just me maybe it's and maybe it's completely unfounded with Lamar Jackson with Greg Roman with this That's offense weird. with receivers not wanting to play there even though they're good friends of the quarterback with receivers not wanting to come there to play with the quarterback that it feels like they're at a crossroads and so they're a team on paper that absolutely could be this good but they're also a team that could be i think
1: could have just a total collapse Bishop, yeah, I think it's a little high for Baltimore because even even as you were as you were starting your explanation, the first thing you said is they're going to get healthy. We don't know that. We, sure. we don't know. I mean, who knows with Deshaun if he'd be able, you know, or not Deshaun Lamar? Who knows what what that'll look like over the course of a season? And does that stuff start to stack? I think the one that so let's take Cincinnati. Cincinnati represents the AFC in the Super yes. Bowl. They got a lot of uh, everything that could go their way. Did in the postseason, but they also didn't rest on their laurels. They addressed their entire team needs before they drafted, which means they could draft for strength. They're going to get the Jesse Bates thing sorted out. Burrow's an absolute gamer. Their offense now is going to be able to protect him with three offensive linemen that they signed, including Al Collins, Alex Kappa, Ted Karras. Like, to me, Cincinnati is better than the Chargers. They're a better team. They've accomplished more, and they bring everybody back. I understand what the Chargers brought in was pretty flashy, but Cincinnati's done it, and Burrow's done it. And the Chargers, so,
3: did the Chargers beat them last year, or am I making that my – I, I think the stomping. Chargers did beat them. It was one way or the other, but it was a beating. I feel like the Char- – I can't remember. But they beat the Chiefs twice in games of great consequence out of the Bengals.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, they were actually in the Super Bowl and were within yeah. a drive of being able to make it really interesting. That thing crumbled. We forget, like, that thing crumbled, like, in a second. It went oh, like, yeah. It went from, like, holy hell, Burrow's going to go win the Super Bowl – or at least get a field goal, too. wait, it's over? Yeah. What happened? Confetti fell and it's over. Um, so to me, Cincinnati would be a little bit higher on this and probably deserves a little more respect. December 5th, 2021, Yeah. Chargers
3: at Bengals, 41-22, Chargers, both teams at 7-5 and five at that moment.
1: And that, that was the change. You would have thought it could have gone the other way for Cincinnati.
3: Absolutely. Instead, it went it the other went way. It went the other way. Yeah. And Burrow, did you see recently on that podcast? Where and he- the
1: same probably must have happened to the Chargers. So they went in the tank. They went two but of their they, last they five.
3: Played great, but they lost that heartbreaker. The, I mean, Herbert couldn't play better, much like Josh no. Allen against the Bills when they lose to the Raiders in overtime. Um, but Burrow Who did they was lose talking to down
1: the stretch. The Chargers to lose if they got if they were.
3: Burrow was saying in the. Um...
2: They lose to the Chiefs at the end of the game on a Monday night. Wasn't it a big Monday night game, Kelsey, in overtime? Some tough like week would be a tough seventeen loss, right? or sixteen. So they beat. They oh, here beat, you go.
1: They lost to the Chiefs. Yeah. They lost to the Texans in overtime. They lost a horrible. At Houston,
3: loss. my God! Whoop the Broncos and then, and then lost they lost lose to the in Raiders. Those so two overtime games. And if they, they beat the Raiders two weeks
1: before that, they lost to Denver. Now they have bad losses. No, they smoked Denver. They lost the Texans. No, no, no. They lost to Denver two weeks before they beat the Bang. The week before they yes. beat the Bengals, they lost to Denver to go to six 13. and five. They lost to bad teams.
2: Yeah, that's horrible.
1: strange. That's weird.
2: Next, <laughs> higher or lower? I, I have no idea why, but he's got Philly at number nine. <clears throat> Takes know, us to number insane. ten. I don't, I don't get no, that. I, I don't stay get there for people, a second.
1: I don't know why people are falling in I don't love with that this. football team. I feel like you're not watching. I feels like it. Almost, you know what it feels like? It feels like this, like a kid who can't tell the difference between fantasy football and real football. That's what I think the Eagles are. Like, people think Hurts is good because he's a good fantasy guy. But it's, it's limited. Okay, you got A.J. Brown. You got Devontae Smith.
3: You've got, you know, Dallas Goddard. You've got talent. It is a pretty good defense, right? You get James Bradbury coming in. But here's the thing for me. If you're – I think, and you tell me if you think I'm right or if you think I disagree, I think Miami has a quarterback question mark similar to that of of Philly – and I think they have a better roster, and he has them at 16.
1: Al- Agreed. And Alabama would have said that the better thrower was the guy in Miami because they Correct. had him it instead of the guy Correct. who's quarterbacking Philly. Yeah. Correct. So, yes, I would agree. Yeah. Number I nine is it.
2: Philly, and, and number 10 is San Francisco.
1: I, it's interesting because everything Peter King wrote about us, about the biggest – where I th- kind of feel that way about the 49ers. Yep. Like if Debo's happy and if Garoppolo stays there – or if Lance is who they drafted him to be, well, then I think San Francisco could be really, really good. Really, really good. But I don't know if Lance can be what they drafted him to be yet. And I don't know what they're going to do with Garoppolo. But if they do those things, then I think they can be one of the best teams. They could. Would it shock me if San Francisco's in the Super Bowl? Of course no. not. Not at all.
2: All right. Final one. It would shock me if Philly was in the Super Bowl. I that would that. shock me.
1: Honestly, I feel that way about Dallas, too. I don't see any scenario about Dallas. It feels like their window closed.
2: Final one, Nick. Higher or lower? This is the one that it, I really stood out to me, and I feel like people are starting to fall in love, and I'm not sure if you're there yet. He's got the Detroit Lions at number 20. Three thirteen 13 one He's got and them ahead of the Colts. He's got them ahead of the Colts, the Pukers, so he's got Arizona.
1: The he's got the Colts way too low. He's got Pittsburgh too low with the... Just they just haven't had a losing seasons. I don't love them, but I think they could fall off. But he's got Indy way too low on this thing. He's got he's got the he's got Philly six spots ahead of Dallas. He's got Denver fourteen, mind you. See, and that's fourteen, I, and they got Russell I Wilson.
2: I would have at least flipped Baltimore and Denver there.
4: And I moved mean, us I up.
1: I don't understand that. So, but yeah, I, my guess is what he's thinking is with Detroit. First of all, he loves the people running Detroit right now. Yes. yeah, Loves yes. them. Correct. All those people he yes. loves. So that's part of it. Yes. Um, the other thing is, is that division not great. And they may have the worst team in football or one of them in Chicago. But no, lower, clearly. <sighs> yeah, don't think we're there
2: yet. All right, that's a look at Peter King's power rankings. I think it might be the final power ranking.
1: Of it's the a good year. job out of him, though, because we had talked about it. And we would have yes. done – we do it so he, you got, he got people talking. He made newsy. The hey, he only yes, does it once a year. He did it, yeah. I mean, he or did it maybe twice a year, I yeah, think. He yeah, he does it twice. But that's – you know, he got you talking about it. So much more to come. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily
0: on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: You watching the hoops tonight? Yeah. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I, I enjoy yeah. watching those. And the Celtics, I think that's a good series. The Warriors obviously look
1: like they're in control. And Luca, it just doesn't he's have enough helped. with him. He's like LeBron in 07. Yeah. Like, you got to have some He's good. Out. Yeah, he's good. He's good. I don't think people realize how big he is. Yeah. I mean, he's so physical. Yeah. it's Yeah, it's fun. It's been good. All absolutely. right, next level coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland.